Hi, Justin. Hey, Lindsay. This is pretty wild. Are you ready? Hello, cuties, and welcome to episode two of Perspectives of Pop Culture. I'm Lindsay, and I'm here with my bestie, Justin. How's it going, Justin? Uh, it's going well. Just coming off the Grammy high and riding it through Wednesday, you know? Yeah, I feel like it was another huge week of pop culture, and I'm just so thankful that we're receiving all of this content on the daily. I know. makes our job really easy. I found myself just on Instagram tagging things, saving things, and so it makes it really easy. I saved one million things to our Instagram. I feel like I posted so much to our Instagram story, and I just want to do a disclosure about my tipsy get ready with me. I was drunk. So when I watched it, I thought it was I thought it was the funniest thing. For, yes, the final look amazing, but I immediately put it on within like five seconds of the first clip. I was like, she's <laughs> she's a little more than tipsy. If that's okay. I can do, if I can do this makeup technique drunk in a hotel room through my phone screen and still come out Anybody looking that it. fire, any person can do this. Okay, Anybody so you're all welcome for the tip and and I the entertainment. That. I absolutely love that, and I also feel like I I posted way too much throughout the Grammys. I just I was like, oh my god, oh my god. So okay, but that also, was actual pertinent pertinent information to pop culture, and mine was just a drunk girl rambling on stories. So. It's a little different. I was thoroughly entertained. Thoroughly entertained. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, since it was such a big week, I feel like we should just hop right in, starting off with the Grammys, right? You did this last week. What did I do? You want to jump right to the stories. You get so excited. Like, don't get me wrong. Pop culture excites me too. But also. So. Justin and I have some new and improved trends for you this week that we are loving. Do you want to take it away first, Justin? Surprise me uh, with your yeah, trend. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do you mine. Um, I haven't told you this yet. Usually, last time we told each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ironically enough, this trend I had seen last week, and then it came up again because Bustle did an article about it. Oh, shout out um, BDG. It's about. Yeah, shout out Bustle. Uh, Gen Z supposedly is reverting back to flip phones as a way to combat like phone addiction. Cause I feel like our generation got the iPhone, like when we were in junior high. And so technology is kind of like when we're a little bit older, whereas Gen Z like fully grew up with nothing but technology. They had Instagram since they were like eight. And so a lot of them are now in college, young adults, and they feel like they're too addicted to it. And like one girl was talking about, she was talking with her girlfriends and they realized that every problem they have when they go out at night revolves around their phones. And so <laughs> she decided Ugh. to start using a flip phone when she goes out at night. Like she still has her like smartphone for during the day, but whenever she goes out at night, she just uses a flip phone. I thought that was really cool. Kind of brings on some intention. I told Jackie, I will not be doing that ever. No. But she of course asked. <laughs> Absolutely not. First of all, I have, one day. I have a lot of questions about this. A lot of questions. All right, go ahead. I have a lot of questions. One, are these flip phones containing social media? Because if they are, what's the difference? Two, are they as iconic no. as the pink razors? <laughs> because if they're not, what's so the point? I'm, I've seen people use like straight up bricks, like not the cute razors or the sidekick or anything like that. And from what I've seen, it's no internet on them. You can text, but it's like T99 or T, what is it? T89? T, I was about to say T69. That sounds like That's such a waste of time. Like they're making their lives harder. It's like, yes, okay, sure. You're taking off time of social media, but you're spending that extra an hour just sending a simple text to your girlfriend. <laughs> Can you group text well, on they're that? Trying to, they're trying to be more present with the people in front of them. You know, I see the point of it. I appreciate I the, the point. point. I will not. So Lindsay's a no on this trend. <laughs> I'm, I'm gathering. Are you going to participate? Hell no. <laughs> All we my productivity shit requires internet. Exactly. What about Ubers? This does not suffice. I need to. I need to see this article. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote? Yo, this? You haven't even read it. It's from your company. <laughs> you don't read all the articles, Justin. There's a thousand a day. 
That's wild. I mean, I do understand the point. I do appreciate it. I think, you know, good for these Gen Z girlies, but this is going to be very short-lived. This is not lasting. The minute that they can't order Uber Eats, it's they're going to throw their phone away. I don't disagree with you. Well, that was like one of the interviewers asked, they're like, oh, are you like getting rid of your smartphone altogether? And none of them said that. All of them were like, no, I'm doing like a part-time thing. Yeah, so, they think it's like cool and vintage and just to let you guys know, we lived yeah. through that. We're we're it's not cool and vintage. There's a reason that we upgraded. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well Do you remember a time when you only got like thirty texts a month? No, I was popular. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I never texted back even when I was in high school. <laughs> I hate texting. That was that was that was low blow. That really hurt. <laughs> You were more popular than I was in high school, but still, I thought it was a funny joke, so I had to say it. (laughs) Moving on, my trend of the week is fashion, and it's sheer, and I love this trend. I participated in it probably three times a week. Sheer tops, sheer dresses, sheer little midi or maxi skirts. It just looks so chic. It's like very cheeky and sexy without being like overtly sexy. And everyone is doing it right now on the red carpets too, just like Olivia Rodrigo at the Grammys, icon. Just where like I love – it was so good. I love a black sheer, especially a black sheer midi or maxi dress with a little mm. black bra and black underwear thrown over the top, a fun accessory, a little kitten heel. You're out on the town. I can obviously do this a lot because I live in warm weather. But if you right now are living somewhere where it's cold, I would highly suggest a sheer dress. It could be lace or mesh. Lace is actually like more seen on the runways and whatnot. Like that's what all the big designers are doing. So if you wear like a sheer lace dress, some to the knee or over the knee leather boots, a little black bra, little black undie, and a big chunky jacket, you're an icon. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. I wish I could wear that outfit. I would just be sweating. (sighs) So wait, are we going to get a reel of you doing sheer outfits next week? Justin, don't put that kind of pressure on me. I will try. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be better than my drunk get ready with me, but it could be cute. I'll do my best. There you go. Um, I think the people want that. Sure. People let me know. <laughs> okay. Well, should we talk about the Grammys? Yeah, let's talk about the Grammys. Um, so Lindsay and I actually didn't even know it was going to be the Grammys until I think Saturday is when we realized like, oh, shit, the Grammys are yeah. tomorrow. This is how <laughs> hadn't posted anything. Yes, hadn't posted anything. I don't know how this slipped my mind. But anyway, I think <clears throat> Grammys are great. I did watch it in full in its entirety. Probably the first time I watched the Grammys in its entirety in years. Mm-hmm. Um, hosted by Trevor Noah. Of course, he was absolutely hilarious did you think he did well it saw mixed reviews i know people were hating on him like there's a girl on instagram that i almost instantly unfollowed because she called him the least funniest man on the planet and i almost gave her an unfollow right then and there i was like do not come for that national treasure justin was personally offended (laughs) so anyway i thought he did great um So the whole night was centered, I think a lot of it was talking about Beyonce, and she was right on the cusp of breaking the record for the most amount of Grammy wins ever, like between men, Mm -hmm. between women, like ever. She did break that record. My my first wife got uh, 32 Grammys. She won three awards that that night. And I think what makes it special is that she didn't win the awards for just like her typical like R&B and like soul categories because of Renaissance and how she kind of broke out of the mold and did um, more like dance, electronic house and like paid homage to like the LGBTQ community who started that. uh, She got best dancing electronic album of the year and then best electronic and dance record for um, Break My Soul, which everybody Mm -hmm. freaking loves. Yeah. Um, So I thought that was really cool and special that it kind of showed her evolution of, you know, breaking the mold and making that quick left turn into a different genre. Um, so props to Beyonce. She she freaking killed it. I was very excited to see her get that. Um, she was very tearful when she got it. But that's not even the most drama. The most drama is about how 
the best album of the year didn't go to Beyonce. It was like Beyonce, Lizzo was in that group, Adele was in that group, mm-hmm. and Harry Styles. And let's guess who won. Harry Styles. And his album was the freaking album of the year. If anyone didn't stop working this year, it was Harry Styles. Every single day he was doing a concert and he was giving his energy 110%. I have listened to that album over and over. And I've honestly probably listened to Beyonce's and Harry Styles the same amount. But I think why Harry's won over Beyonce's was just because of his tour and how much he's put into like his – fans and his community over the over 2022 like no one worked harder than harry styles in 2022 he needs a nap like he needs to relax he needs a nap and beyonce somebody is like, mentioned that, that was like do that. absolutely somebody actually mentioned that he looked tired on the red carpet or like exhausted which that, that makes sense and i saw I'm, that don't too. Wrong, i'm not yeah I'm not like a huge Harry fan, and I think he deserves to definitely be in that discussion of best album of the year. Um, but uh, people had flashbacks because as he won, fans in the crowd were yelling and heckling him, saying Beyonce should have won. And people started thinking Kanye was going to come out of the woodworks and <laughs> come up oh my on God, stage. He probably was like, looking in all corners, deep dark corners for Kanye that was <laughs> he was lurking yeah. in. Well, here's the thing. I think it's so rude when people do that at award shows. Like, just just let the man walk up and get his Grammy. Like, Beyonce is in no shortage of Grammys, as we just discussed, her breaking all of these records. Also, like, what is a Grammy? Who decided the Grammy? Like, what are they being based off of? Are they being based off, like, numbers and... So it's the Academy, it's the Academy who, who knows who this is. It might be the Illuminati for all I know. They get together and they discuss and they vote. And so people are saying that the conspiracy theory is that um, because Beyonce already broke the record, they wanted to like, why does she need another one kind of thing? And they said the same thing about the woman who won like um, song of the year. Her name was like Bonnie Riot. Who is that? Legitimately? As shocked as you are, she was 20 times more shocked. The videos of her finding out she won, she almost didn't believe it. She sat there and was like, no, nah, y'all bullshitting. No, she like, looked shook. I've never heard of her. I've never heard of this song. I went to play it and I was like, never once have I heard this song. There's no way that that was song of the year. So that's a big fat joke. Lizzo's Versus Adele, Beyonce, Lizzo. Yeah. I think it should have gone to Lizzo because what was it for um, About Damn Time? Yep. Yeah. yeah. How where you couldn't go anywhere without hearing that song. It was everywhere. Sense, that yeah. was the song of the year. Yep. Bonnie Ray, like happy for you. I'm sure that was a huge life moment, but I've never heard your song or of you. <laughs> I, yeah, I so totally agree. But yeah, so there's a bunch of drama fallout. I think, you know, Harry deserves it. I don't think he doesn't deserve that win. Of course, I would have loved Beyonce to get that, but you know, props to you, Harry. You did your thing. I mean, Justin, Beyonce got two other ones, three other ones. Three other ones. And 32 in total. So it's okay that Harry got That's it. That's true. It is okay. So anyway, so that was Wait, a lot of the drama. about Beyonce. Did she yeah, walk up? the red carpet? <sighs> Funny joke. She got caught in traffic. Supposedly, that was a story that they told. She showed up late. Okay. That makes so much sense because I was searching – because the only thing I really care about the Grammys is what people wore on the red carpet. And so that's what I was looking at. And I couldn't find one yeah. photo of her on the red carpet. I had to go to yeah, her no. Instagram and like decipher what she wore to the Grammys in general. I mean, she looks yeah. like a piece of art no matter where she goes. So I was really excited to see like Absolutely. her and Jay-Z's red carpet pictures. Yeah, no, they don't exist. She had like on a silver dress. If I remember it was like a metallic look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, yeah, she supposedly was late. And so that's why she was not on the red carpet. That's so funny. Queen shit. Yeah. So that being said, who were your highlights from the red carpet? Okay. 100%. I was obsessed with Harry's outfit. I know it was controversial. The little but rainbow th- jumpsuit? Yeah. He looked so good. I think it was minimal effort. Minimal effort, but like a maximalist style. Like he still went for it. Just because he's not wearing a lot of pieces, it's still a big statement. And it was so sick. And no shirt underneath and all of his tattoos. I love the juxtaposition juxtaposition of like the rhinestones and the rainbow against like tattoos. Yeah. I thought it was good. It and was, then I like the jacket was, he threw okay. on over like inside. Looked good too. Yeah. 
but he wasn't my favorite. I think he should have worn the jacket. Okay, Cardi B was my favorite too. I that blue dress was absolutely phenomenal. I think she killed it. Doja Cat also once again came out to like to slay. She killed that shit. I mean, when doesn't Doja? I'm obsessed with her fashion choices. She's my new obsession. I didn't realize how much I was obsessed with her until um, after uh, Paris Fashion Week and we talked about that. And then now the Grammys, like her fits are just fire. And she's funny as hell. She's so funny. You need to follow her on TikTok, actually. Everyone go follow Doja Cat on TikTok. It's premium content at all times. You want to know my controversial opinion on Taylor Swift? Oh, you didn't like her? I thought it was cute. I thought it was very Taylor. You know, simple, stated. Yeah, it was very simple. And it looked like maybe she could have gone to like prom or formal for high school. You know, like it wasn't to me like it wasn't like oh, glamorous. And not that Taylor like ever really blows me on, away on red carpets, but she was doing so good in like the last year that she like finally stepped out. I was like, Taylor, like you gave me nothing. She looked beautiful. I it was cute. I, yeah. Mm. I thought it fit I, I like that. her you could get that personality. Pencil. That's savage. I know. Obsessed with, okay, so obsessed with Cardi. Okay, Casey Musgraves, did you see what she was wearing? Was she wearing a pink outfit? That's what I'm like vaguely remembering. Yes, it looked like Kim Kardashian's SNL Balenciaga outfit. And so I was like, is Casey Musgraves out here on the red carpet wearing Balenciaga? I'm so confused. And then I couldn't find, like on a bunch of articles, there was like no yep. – it would be like, oh, Taylor Swift in this, blah, 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 and this. And then Casey – it would just say Casey Musgraves with no designer. So I was like, is she wearing Balenciaga and doesn't want to say that she's wearing Balenciaga? Like her PR team's like, don't tell anyone. But then I saw an article that yeah. said it might have been Versace. But she, it might have well as been – Oh, Balen- she doesn't want to – she doesn't want to say Balenciaga because of all the drama they've been having. No, exactly. That's why I'm like, that was a bold got choice it, for it, you to wear a, like a Balenciaga-esque <laughs> outfit. And if it wasn't, yeah, that I would have made damn sure that every single news outlet knew that. <laughs> what about yeah. men's fashion? Did you like any of their outfits that stood out to you besides Harry? To be totally honest, I was not very impressed like it, it was a standard stuff like people wore suits mm-hmm. okay kendrick's outfit was like standard kendrick he kind of wore like a funky tie with like one of his like um pgl gang um uh baseball caps and everything which was i mean it was dope it was very kendrick but i yeah i was like kind of just eh. jay-z had a dope bow tie he had like on a velvet like big butterfly bow tie which I think is definitely like a trend that I'm into, but no, I wasn't very impressed, which is typically what happens with men's fashion for me is I'm unimpressed. I know. It's so hard for them to make, to like make a statement. That's why I loved Harry's, but you know who I did actually like surprise yeah. me that I liked it was Jack Harlow. I liked his gloves. Oh yeah. Jack Harlow, like, Jack Harlow gets funky too. with it. He gets funky with it. Like I'm into Jack Harlow's fashion and he's wearing the gloves and I thought yeah. the gloves are really cool. Because gloves are just like the vibe right now. I feel like I – speaking yep. of, I feel like I need to go order like a pack of 10 gloves on Amazon just to have. Four. For like fashion just- statements <laughs> around North Shore. <laughs> a bikini and a glove. Icon. Also, that's a my most serious question from the Grammys though was who invited Black China? Oh, that's mean. How is she there? <laughs> who invites her? How is she not like exiled from Hollywood? Who does she talk to? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she's like that woman who's dated every big R&B and hip hop star. Like, she's just that woman. I don't know. And then she wore that outfit and I was like, this this should not be here. <laughs> uh, I didn't love Jill's look either. Who's it look? was a lot. J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez. <clears throat> trying to think. Oh, blue, sparkle, bedazzle kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, and it was just like a lot of things like stringing off of her dress and then her yeah. hair was like long and down. Maybe if her hair was like pulled back tight and just yeah. like let the dress be long. I don't know, but it, it wasn't my vibe. And Shania Twain, I'm so confused. So I have to say this. I posted Shania Twain's look on our profile and then I put 
this little caricature down at the bottom. Jackie saw it and was like, who the hell is this? And now I'm imagining most people are like, who the hell is this? Do you want to know the one person who knew who it was? Guess the one person who knew that was. Gonzo. Yes. He knew exactly who it was. It was Gonzo knows every reference. What? It was one of the characters off of Fairly Odd Parents who was like the car salesman. He's like, oh, I'm Doug Dimmadone, home of the Dimsdale Dimmadones. Like, okay, I'm okay. Where did you pull that from? Like, that must have come. How is that not the first thing you think of? Her her hat was so tall, and Doug Dimmadome has a tall white hat. Like, is, that was instantly the Dimmadome? first thought. Doug Dimmadome? Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. All right. I'm going to need somebody to comment at least some <laughs> point this week and let me know that I, I am not the knows. only one. That's sad. People Sorry. need to get cultured. <laughs> Sorry. Anything else happened at the Grammys uh, that you were interested in? Um, what else happened at the Grammys? Uh, oh, Viola Davis. I only talk about this because, you know, I didn't listen to her audiobook about her memoir or anything, mm. but she got an EGOT, which, I mean, she's won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony, which there's not that many people to do it. And so for a black female to do it in Black History Month, it was pretty fucking dope. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, wow. So, what an iconic moment in time. Yeah, right. So congrats to uh, Viola Davis. And, um, uh, Then they did like the 50 years of hip hop, which was, it was dope. It was a little, it got a little cheesy at some points. They had like Questlove brought out Grandmaster Flash, LL Cool J, Salt and Peppa, Queen Latifah, and then like Little Uzi Vert, which was kind of (laughs) random. Um, So they kind of just like celebrated the start of hip hop, which was in like 1973 out of New York. Um, So it was kind of cool to kind of see all those acts come together. But to be honest, the most thing I was excited about is that we got a shutout for DJ Khaled. I'm very excited about that. I know you had like really strong feelings about DJ Khaled. Would you like to share with the class? Here's the thing with DJ Khaled. I think he is talented producer. Mm -hmm. I will give him that. But I am tired of his clusterfuck of albums of just getting every big name that he can on one album and just doing this modge podge of just basic level music i just i'm i'm over over it i'm over him like we had our phase of him being on uh snapchat and another one we the best like i'm over all that shit like oh wow that was a moment in time it was a moment in time him on the jet skis in miami like we they didn't want us to have more jet skis so we got more jet skis (laughs) he's so funny but i agree like i'm still i'm kind of shocked he's still relevant he must be a really good time like people in the industry must really love him because i like i'm with you like i don't really see what the value is there but he must like be very likable in person people are into him i mean and the fact that like jay-z hopped on a track with him he must have some kind of clout within the community so i will give him that but i was very happy not happy but i was I was pleased to see that he did not win. He got snubbed out, so which is kind of mean. Well, I'm happy for you. <laughs> so yeah, that was job. the Grammys in a whole, pretty much. So it was pretty excited. Um, congrats to all the winners. You know, pretty still. Sick. Yeah. The Grammys. Okay. There's the Grammys in a pretty little bow. Um. Okay. Next. Vanessa so Hudgens. Excited. Vanessa Hudgens is engaged to Cole Tucker. He plays for the Pirates, which I was just informed is a professional league and not minor league team. So I'm happy for him. So he's Um, a legit baseball player. He's a legit baseball player. I'm still unsure where the Pirates are. Do you know? Pittsburgh. Okay, the Pittsburgh. So time out. We should fact check me on that. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. Um, Okay, let me look really fast. Oh shit. Can I can I be uh, totally honest? When I first put up a picture of him, guess who I thought of? Like the vibe he gives me. Who? Do you know who Kenny G is, the saxophone player? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is Pittsburgh, by the way. Pittsburgh Pirates. You did a great job on that one. You're that was Ooh. a good comeback from the Mahomes Mahomes debacle. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel as though Cole Tucker almost looks like a more curly haired version of Gonzo. Like they have the same look, like the same vibe. No, that's a no for you. That's a no for me. Okay, well, I just wanted to have something in common with Vanessa Hudgens, Justin. I love her. 
And I'm really happy for her that this happened because I feel as though she's gotten the short end of the stick in Hollywood for a while. And especially when it comes to Austin Butler and like his craziness. My favorite fact about Vanessa Hudgens though is that she has a photo with Kaya Gerber when Kaya is like 11, like completely uh-huh. fangirling over Vanessa. And now Kaya yep. is dating her ex of 10 years, which is the the best full circle tea of my life. <laughs> but I'm really excited about this. Do you know how Vanessa and Cole met? It's very me. Very you, you said? Why is yeah, this very like, you? Because I want to join this. So they met on a Zoom meditation group call. I like – I want to just imagine that it was Jay's Jay Shetty's like meditation Zoom. <laughs> That's not factual, but it would make the story even better. So let's pretend. It would and make it better. She saw him on the group Zoom during her meditation, and I bet her whole meditation was like, "What am I going to slide into his DM saying?" And after it was <laughs> over. That's exactly what she did. She slid into his DM. She shot her shot. She shooted her shot. What's the best way to shot, say that? Shot her shot. She shot her shot. And ladies, mm-hmm. go shoot your shots. Like that was iconic of her. Another great fact. That was iconic. She's 34 and he's 26. Oh, the younger man. The younger man's. No, I love that. I mean, her. the whole Zoom meditation meetup thing. Like, I know this isn't HIPAA violation, but I feel like there's like a, a level of like confidentiality when you go to something like that and you're just going to slide in somebody's DMs like that. I mean, Justin, it was a celebrity meditation Zoom in 2020. Like everyone's bored. That was probably the most exciting thing that ever happened to him. Vanessa Hudgens sliding into your DMs. Could you imagine? I would die. Die. Uh, Vanessa, Vanessa, my DMs are open. Let's be friends. (laughs) Okay. My DMs are open. Uh, well, we wish them all the best yeah. in their future endeavors. If they want any marriage advice, they can ask us because we've been married for two minutes and we're doing a great job so far. I think you guys are doing an excellent job so far. No, I'm saying they can ask you and I because we've both been uh, married for about two minutes in like the grand scheme of things. Absolutely. And we're doing a great job. Excellent. <clears throat> excellent. Okay. All right. Um, so moving on to another big event that happened this weekend on Saturday, um, Jay-Z and his record label, Rock Nation, does a brunch. And they actually haven't done it in like three oh, years. Rock Nation is Jay-Z's record label? I know nothing about music. So sorry. That's okay. That makes that's, sense. That's why like, I'm here. Who's Rock Nation and why are they throwing this huge brunch? Yeah, this is like okay. Jay-Z. Do you know that like iconic picture of like Jay-Z and Beyonce and they're, they're in like two different pastel colored suits and like Beyonce's doing like a stank face and they're together in like the hedges. I mean, probably, but it's not like coming up to my top of mind. Anyway, that was at one of the Rock Nation brunches. So I digress. So this would happen for the first time since the pandemic. They had it and the stars were out. Like literally everybody. And of course, when I first looked up this J or DJ Khaled was everywhere. So I had to actually try to find pictures that didn't involve DJ Khaled. Mm. Um, okay. So Jay-Z owns this record company. Who yes. are like the big names that are with Rock Nation? Is it just oh, hip hop and R&B so, or is it across the board? I think they're mainly just hip hop and R&B. I actually don't know who as an artist belongs to Rock Nation. I know that, I mean, it was founded by him like more than a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know who actually belongs to Rock Nation. I should probably know that. Whoops. Yeah, that'd be some, that'd be like really interesting. I wonder if there's any tea of like people leaving Rock Nation and then how it affects them later on in their careers. Absolutely. But the stars were out. I now see this one. The men's outfits were flawless. Like um, Tyler the Creator had on a kind of like oh, a him. Lacoste green uh, cardigan with a bow tie and the hat. Like his his golf Lafleur line is flawless. If it didn't cost so much, I'd probably have multiple pieces. I love. I think Tyler his fit was dope. I saw a guy in a babushka, which I am 
all about a good babushka moment. Oh my God, Justin, you need to bring back out the babushkas or is that like a spring summer thing? That's a spring summer thing. Cause okay. like they're like silky. Yeah. Trust me. The babushkas yeah. are coming full force summer 2023. Love it. Um, who else is fit that I like? Um, Snow Algera. She had like on this like pink mini dress with like white tall, like white boots. Loved it. Where is this brunch um, hosted? Is it at a like an event place or is it at Beyonce know, and Jay-Z's home? I don't think so. I think it's in like upstate New York, if I'm being totally honest, is where I think it is. I actually don't know. And why do they have it? Just to like celebrate the yeah. whole thing? It's just like to get the culture together and like everybody in the industry together, networking. I mean, um, great marketing. And to be honest, I think it's to be seen more than anything. Yeah. It's like something They're all to be like seen discussing at. who's collabing with who. Exactly. 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 So, I mean, it, it was dope. Like other outfits, um, like Tiana Taylor was there. She had like on a pink or no purple little fit going on. And like, she's amazing. I didn't see her husband there though. Um, who else was out here? Oh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Why? Mark Wahlberg made an appearance. You love that for him. So yeah, no, Rock Nation, I was just like going through because it's like a good way to see like what's up with fashion in the hip hop culture because people come out and they stunt, which is pretty dope. So I mean, take a look. It's on Rock Nation's uh, Instagram profile. Just scroll down a little bit. You can take a look at all the fits. They're pretty dope. Love. You should post your favorites because I want to see too. All right. I will do that. Okay. Oh my God. What's next? All right. So should we talk about the last thing for the news? Um, so the internet is currently buzzing right now with Sam Smith's new music video, I'm Not Here to Make Friends, which I think I have to give a little bit of background about Sam Smith's journey. Like, Yes. When Sam Smith first came out, he was like, the love song ballads, like sultry. Yes. Everybody loved it. And I think that was back when... I'm pretty sure he hadn't come out of the closet yet at this time. And um, so then as he started to become more comfortable, he started dating one of the actors from 13 Reasons Why. And he came out of the closet. I and then about most, that. Yeah, right. And so I actually ran into him. I met Sam Smith. I have a picture with him. Shut up. Yeah. That oh, my God. You we not. have to post the photo. <laughs> How are you not bringing <laughs> that too. back around right now? This is the time. No. <laughs> you have to find no, it. No, he's actually extremely nice and his voice with the british accent i'm not gonna lie is one of the most beautiful sounding things i've ever heard in my life i love like, it he was walking his dog anyway so so he eventually came out of the closet and now he's like non-binary he's choosing they them and so he releases this i'm not here to make friends video which gives me it's giving me bridgerton without the like highbrow society yeah. Meet, <laughs> underground Bridgerton. Yeah. Underground Bridgerton meets whatever that music video that little Nas X did where he like did the oh my gosh, pole yeah, sliding down. Right where he oh like slid down the pole. Yes. Um, yeah. It's off the Montero Wait. album. That's all I remember. Yes. I can't remember so the name. So it was name. like a cross between those two music videos. And so I, I watched the music video and don't get me wrong, like Sam Smith and like pop music is not my thing, but I was like, you know, it was a cool music video it was very over the top which i think is what he was doing and it was done a lot for shock value which i think also was his intention so i was like okay what could be the controversy and so i clicked on like one of the first big review people and i instantly did not like this person because to me it sounds like people are not okay with all that he was doing because they said it's over the top and he doesn't need to do all this and like why does he need to put his sexual preferences in our faces. And I'm like, it sounds to me like you were dealing with some homophobia. And, and you're uncomfortable with yourself. And she's, a, yeah. And I like, obviously I'm not going to name that person, but I think that uh, some person made a comment about this was done by a cisgender straight male with nothing but women. We would have thought none the wiser and thought it was a great music video, but because mm -hmm. it was, you know, not your typical, um, like white male and non-binary and LGBTQ positive people all up in arms, which I totally freaking agree with. Like, I don't understand what the controversy about this music video is at all. Yeah, That's I agree. Thing. I mean, like, 
the really great things about music videos is that you don't have to watch them. So if <laughs> if you're not into it, don't watch it. If yeah. you don't if you think it's weird, cool. Keep it to yourself. I thought it was cool. I I just really appreciate when someone goes all out. Like I was really down for Cardi B's WAPS music video. Like the little Nas X music video was amazing yep. to me. Like I made my mom watch both of them with me just to watch her reactions. <laughs> and this is another one that I will be watching with my mom. But here's the thing. Like just let them be. Who cares? And if you think it's a sin, then it's not your sin to carry. So let them carry their own sins, okay? It's just so exactly. silly. And the fact that like he's getting any backlash and I saw he gave like a really sad interview of being like, I can't even go out into the streets. Like people are publicly harassing me. It's like, you guys get a life, get a life or maybe get a corset and some nipple tassels because Sam Smith's having way more fun than you. <laughs> That's my advice. I I am here for this advice. Yeah. I don't know what the whole big deal was. I thought the music video was like, it served its purpose. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, and I think Sam Smith is like stepping into his truth right now. Like him and uh, what is that girl named Kim Petras won mm -hmm. for best pop duo, and she and then he let her take the limelight, like accept the award because she's the first transgender female to ever win that award. And I thought that was absolutely beautiful, like shining a light on a group that has been marginalized and not given a lot. I think it's great. I think that he's using his platform to kind of spread awareness and you know, put names to, or faces to those uh, groups. I think yeah. it's great. I think people need to shut the hell up, quit judging. And yeah. like you said, if you don't like it, it's not like MTV where we were forced to watch music videos because it was yeah, the only thing on when you're getting it. ready at 7 a.m. Turn it the fuck off and don't watch it. Yeah. I agree. You I say, Sam Smith, keep doing you. Yeah, exactly. Sam Smith, keep doing you. Um, I won't be wearing nipple tassels anytime soon, but do you, boo-boo. <laughs> Yeah, if it made you uncomfortable, that's a you problem and you should like, you know, just get more comfortable with yourself. And honestly, this is – I'm going to circle this back to Harry Styles, my king. Um, <laughs> he is just so unapologetically, authentically himself and he is receiving so much success for it. And let everyone else have their own opportunity to do the same. Like – yeah. It's just a beautiful thing for people to creatively express themselves and you don't have to love everyone's art yeah. and they're not going to love your art. You know, like it's okay. We can all have our own yeah. differences of opinions and exactly. not harass people in the streets. All right, you guys. So that brings us to a conclusion for our news for this week. Um, so let's like kind of slide right into TV and what you guys should be watching. This one, I think we are both like Lindsay is on the other side, busting at the scenes when to talk about this. And I am too. I, you know, I think she, this person is becoming more relevant as we speak. So I'm gonna let Lindsay kind of give us kind of like set us off on this journey talking about the icon, the legend. Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson documentary was the most beautiful piece of art that I've ever watched of my lifetime. And wow, both I could do an entire four hour episode just dissecting her documentary. I personally had some of my own opinions of Pamela Anderson. I didn't know her at all. And this, I was staying in Gondo the entire time. Like, I was so wrong. Like, I love this woman. She is such an icon. I even took, like, notes on my phone of these – of the things that I wanted to talk about because oh I God. didn't want to forget. That's so cute. <laughs> I was – I was so into it. And, okay, first of all, did yeah. not realize that Pamela Anderson's Canadian. Did you? Yeah. I, oh I didn't know that to start. No. I knew okay. that's how she got her start was off that Canadian football team. I did know that, but I didn't know you her did? herself was Canadian. Yeah. Stop. Okay. You want to know my biggest <laughs> takeaway from this documentary? Biggest <laughs> takeaway is that I need to start journaling because Pamela Anderson was the ultimate journal girly. And oh my God. If I ever become famous, like real famous, and then I'm making a documentary and I don't have journal entries to read back in my documentary like Pamela did, I messed up. And older Lindsay is going to be <laughs> really disappointed in younger Lindsay. So starting today, I'm journaling. 
I thought that was a very beautiful piece of the documentary. And like, I thought it was very authentic that she was like, I can't go back and look at these because yes. it re-brings up those emotions. But like how they kind of had somebody reading them. I thought it was a beautiful touch to the entire documentary. I thought, yeah. It was so stunning. Our tips to everybody is to start journaling. Start journaling, you guys. If you become famous, famous you're going to be sad that you don't have journal entries for your documentaries, Okay. Okay. I want to start from her childhood. Like I want to go through the entire thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Childhood. She had a, a babysitter that molested her and she said, you know, I want her to die. And then the next day she died in a car accident. And so she like carried around that yeah. guilt that she felt like she killed her babysitter. As a little Wild. kid, I can imagine. Yeah. That. I can't imagine. And I don't think – I think there was multiple people that molested her in her childhood. So Probably. obviously she grew up not feeling very confident in her own body, which mm -hmm. understandably so, but makes it even more beautiful than what she turned her career into. It was like a reclamation of herself, which yeah. we'll get to that later. Yep. Pamela Anderson's not blonde, naturally. She's a brunette. She's a brunette girly and <laughs> thought that was interesting. Had no idea she got discovered at a Canadian football game. Had no idea that Canada had football teams. <laughs> Did you? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, kind that, of. That was like – I like jaw dropped. It was like football. I thought they were meaning soccer. No, a real football team. Confused. <laughs> I wonder what – does Canada call it soccer then? We'll Google that later. Okay. <laughs> The fact that she came to America because of Playboy. On a bus. On a bus because she didn't have her correct passport or something. This, this is a story that would mind. happen to me, like trying to cross the border <laughs> and being like, oh, sorry, I can't. And she was late. And she was like, they're not going to want me anymore. Yeah. Of course they did. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what I was thinking of the entire time when she like gets – she's like trying to cross the border. She's telling that story. I wanted to I wanted the documentary to have Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus playing in the background because you know it's like jumped off the plane at LAX. Playing at LAX. The, yes. Like this was actually Pamela Anderson's song to sing, not Miley's. <laughs> I thought it was great. It should have been it should have been playing. Inner workings of Lindsay's mind. <laughs> it was it, that would have been a stunning addition. Playboy made her blonde. Of course, Playboy yep. did that. Yep. Um, and I didn't realize that she had her boobs done after Playboy. That like she was natural when she got to Playboy and then she saw all these Playboy models with their mm -hmm. fake boobs and someone told her like, oh, yeah, you can have fake boobs. And she never realized yeah. that that was like a thing because she grew up yeah. on a very small island in Canada. Yep. So I loved that. I didn't realize that Pam and Tommy got married after four days of knowing each other and that yep. they fell in love while they were on ecstasy at a random club in Mexico. Yep. And so, that was wild to me. So I actually – so that part I did know only because – and now I feel guilty about this – is I watched the dramatization show on Hulu that she hints at in this documentary. Yes towards the end i actually watched it and so it kind of goes over how they met in their entire relationship and the sex tape and all that so um so some of those things like i kind of knew but yeah they were freaking tommy lee was this crazy guy rocker guy and he followed her all the way to what was it cancun or something like that yeah i think they were in cancun and it was the first yeah. time in mexico and he was like i'm gonna find you which her telling the story i was like this man is a psychopath like i would call <laughs> The FBI, if I was getting stalked like this, he was, was like, I'm going to go hotel like, to hotel finding you. And she's like, no, thank you. It's, now it's stalkerish. But imagine back then, what was it, like 1990-something? Why Why was that not stalkerish in the 90s? I don't know. It just sounds like natural men behavior back then. Disgusting. <laughs> Creeped out. <laughs> she was like, I was nervous. Like, he was going to find me. I'm like, yeah, Pam, I'm nervous <laughs> listening to this story. And then when she decided to hang out with him, I was like, wow, bold move. He seems like a stalker. Yeah. And then the fact that they got married four days later in a bikini, of course. I love that for her. Okay. And also, Pam and Tommy are the original Kravis with the tongue shit. 
Like how Courtney and that Travis are always so... putting their tongues together like that so annoyingly on red carpets. Pam and Tommy did that first. Wait a minute. Speaking of that, I heard a snippet of why they actually do that. Do you know the reason why, supposedly why they do that? Uh, on the Courtney and Travis or Pam and Tommy? Courtney and Travis. Oh, because of like her lipstick? <laughs> supposedly it's like you don't mess up your lipstick and so you can like kiss without smudging your makeup. Supposedly that okay. is... Sure. Don't do that on the red carpet. Do that behind your, I don't know, your door. But I think it's funny that they're just, they really are like the 2023, 20 version of Pam and Tommy with like the rocker. Absolutely. With yeah. like the prim and proper, like celebrity, like beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. They, I didn't make that connection until now. Like they're literally the reincarnation of them. Yeah. Oh, my favorite fun fact was that Pamela Anderson dated Kelly Slater for years. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Okay. And let me tell you, she should have stayed with Kelly Slater because he's hot. Like I see him around North Shore. He's a hot yeah. older man. And Tommy yeah. Lee is not hot compared to Kelly Slater. No. He's, and he's dating like, that. Nice. He's dating that Vine girl. Oh, no. He's married to that. You remember that like original? Yeah. He's married to Brittany Furlan. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Had no idea about what like what actually transpired with the sex tape stuff because I mm. didn't watch Pam and Tommy on yep. Hulu. Um, Gonzo yeah. and I tried watching it and I wasn't into it, and so we never like followed through on that one. Um, and now I'm happy that I didn't to support my girl Pam since it was so traumatizing for her. Which, first of all, how was that allowed to get made when they were not like it was a clear traumatic event for her? She tried going to yeah. court. Why did Tommy give zero fucks? Why is Pam the one going to all the depositions while she's pregnant to get rid of this sex yep. tape? And Tommy's just at what? Doing like sitting well, on his asshole at home? I mean, they talked about it. There's for the rocker guy. This did elevated his status. Whereas for her, it made her the laughing stock, made her feel like a cartoon caricature and all this stuff. So I think like that's why, unfortunately. And as far as like Hulu being able to do this, I was under the impression like when they did the Anna Delvey Netflix thing, they had to like get permission from her to sign off the rights to her story. Yeah. So I'm confused. Like, why did that not have to happen in this situation? Or like, maybe it did happen. Like, I, that's the part I'm like very much confused. About. Like, did she sign off the rights to her story like a long time ago, but then wasn't involved in this project? Like, to me, I feel like there had to have been some kind of, I don't know. It just seems kind of weird that they were able to use her story and her likeness without her acknowledgement. Yeah, so I guess I didn't realize like how traumatic the sex tape was for Pamela. One, yeah. I was like, how? when did that come out? In the early 90s, I was not even mm -hmm. speaking. I was a baby, so I wasn't obviously paying attention to pop culture at that time. But in my yeah. mind, like the sex tape, they thought it was like – I thought Pam and Tommy just thought it was both like funny, LOL type of thing. Yeah. But I didn't realize the trauma. That is so traumatic. I do feel bad for her two sons, which, by the way, are both very cute. Yeah. They're, they seem very cool and, like, down to earth. And I love her relationship with both of them, how close they are. Like, I feel like she has a special bond with each of her sons, which is absolutely adorable. You know the older son, Brandon, was, like, a producer on the documentary. Oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It is really cool. I'm, like – I'm obsessed with her. I, oh, the miscarrying while she was shooting barbed wire or whatever. Barbed wire. Like no which, one let this woman take a nap. Which, by the way, I go watch just the trailer for that movie. Really? <laughs> I like never even heard of it. I didn't realize she like that's what that tattoo was from. Uh huh. Nothing. Yeah. 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 And then no idea at all. That Tommy went to jail for abusing Pamela and the kids for six months. Dude was dude, like you said, was psycho. Like him showing up on set and then knowing when she was doing certain scenes with people and flipping the hell out and like trashing her trailer and stuff like yeah. that. He sounds like a jealous, very jealous, crazy, crazy dude. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, props to her for going through with him getting, you know, like punished for that instead of just 
letting it go or just separating and like dropping that. But that must have been really yeah. hard and crazy. And it made me sad that she still thinks that like Tommy was the love of her life. It, I was like, this man was so awful to you in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But I guess like she just felt like they had that one connection. Yeah. And that well, it seems like all of her other left was so sad. Like all of her other marriages after seem like fleeting and very like momentary. She like she described it as trying to reignite the spark that she felt with Tommy, which I understand to a point, but like obviously the spark part of that spark was a little bit of fear, you know, like, oh, is he gonna do this today is he going to come trash my trailer? Is he going to stalk me in Cancun? Like wild. I did love that they had so many camcorder videos. Like obviously the sex tape was not helpful for them, but just having all those home videos, I'm like, what are we going to be showing yeah. our kids? Re- our reels and TikToks? Like, what am I going to be showing? <laughs> are you taking any videos? Like, are you taking videos I mean, like that? Jackie does. Jackie I takes know. random. Jackie does random videos with me all the time. So Gonzo got be plenty of content. Step up the home video, Gonzo. Yeah. In a PG way, so we don't get it stolen and distributed. <laughs> so sad, so sad. The voicemail yeah, that she left the producers when she was like in the bathtub, and she was saying like, "Tommy was the love of my life, but I don't think I can be with Tommy." Blah blah blah. The whole documentary really made me feel like Pamela. Feels as though like she could get Tommy back at any point in time, which if I was Brittany Furlong, like I would be upset hearing that as well as his new wife. But Mm -hmm. wild. Do you have any other thoughts? I so I didn't have the obsession with the documentary that you did. Oh, (laughs) but I thought it was. I thought it was very cool. I thought it was. I think it was a good way for her to respond to the whole Pam and Tommy TV show instead of like doing like an interview, like some other people do. Um, I think it was very cool and authentic that she did it in her home and how mm-hmm. she did it with like no makeup. And I also loved how they brought in her kind of like reintroduction into the public eye with her doing the Chicago, I think it was Chicago play or whatever in New York. Um. Yeah, was it Chicago? Yeah, that was sick. That I thought it was really cool. And I think it was kind of like, you know, we always like a redemption arc. We like the hero in the story to go through a struggle and a hard time, but then come out of the other side. And like, that's what that documentary gave us. It gave us her, you know, origin story and then her rise to stardom and then her eventual fall and crash and turmoil. And then it came back with a redemption arc. So it was a very good storytelling uh, on her son's part, I guess, seeing how he was one of the producers. Um, yeah, I think that was very well done. It was very interesting. Like I said, it made me feel bad that I watched the Pam and Tommy uh, dramatization. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So, I, I mean, mean, every. I'm excited I mean, to follow her. Absolutely. I, yeah. It was kind of cool just to see the person that, you know, every. I don't know if I actually had a crush on Pamela Anderson, but I, I think I had a crush on her because I was told I was supposed to have a crush on her. Yeah, like, exactly. Everybody said like, you're supposed to think she was like the hottest woman on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess that is why I did. But I, another part of the documentary that I thought was interesting is going back and listening to all of the clips from when she did TV interviews and how all of these interview questions were just about her body. And I think it was- Fuck all of these guys. First of all, it's cringe, but I think- you know, that's us looking at it from a 2023 lens back in yeah. like the early 2000s, 1990s. Like that back then was acceptable and it was okay to do that. Whereas now we look at it like you would be canceled so quickly for holding an interview like that. But I, thought I just could never that. imagine asking someone a question, like questions like that, you know? But that's now. And being so yeah. brazen enough to do so that. Everyone just felt like they had a right to her body, which, yes, she showed it and she was on Playboy and whatnot, but, like, those were under her circumstances and it doesn't mean that she doesn't deserve respect, you know? It's just a body. You don't have to be so crazy. We all have one. No, yeah. I thought the – I thought the documentary was great. I (laughs) – Yeah. It was so good. I mean, I would literally watch it again tomorrow. 
I'm obsessed with it. I, if anyone has any other thoughts, like please DM me. I will talk about this with you for an hour. Like let's do it. My DMs let's are open to standing, talk about Pam. We're, we're standing Pam Anderson now. Yeah. I can't wait to see what she does next, like what her vibe's going to be. I hope she comes back to America. I know she's like living on her little island in island, yeah. off Canada, but still obsessed. To everybody's favorite section, our favorite section, let's talk about sports. We love yeah. a sports talk. We love a good sports moment. So five minutes is on the clock. Um, Lindsay, what's happening in the sports world? Okay, Justin, reporting live about sports today is Tom Brady announced his retirement for the second time. And just it's like just the third time. a little too late. Tom Brady, Giselle doesn't want you anymore. Like move. No one wants you on the field. I mean, I don't. I'm sure people do. So I'm sorry to you guys. <laughs> but like we, he's been there a very long time, okay? He's had his moments. He's done some amazing things. Like I think if he would have actually just retired the first time that he said he was going to retire, I would have had like such a like cool like – forever being like Tom Brady is the GOAT. But now I'm like Tom Brady's mm -hmm. kind of sad because he just couldn't let something go and like let the next generation come up. And he lost his family in the midst of that. That I think the part is the sad part. But apparently the reason he came back is because Bill Belichick, who's the coach of the Patriots, said like the reason they won is because of him and he could have done it with any other quarterback. So then – Tom decided to say, I didn't need you. I'm the real one who brought these championships. So that's when he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He brought back Ron Gronkowski, which, I mean, he did it because he went and freaking won the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which yeah, I don't but know. At Tampa what Bay cost? Buccaneers. Like, that was a petty fight with a oh, yeah. random man. Not worth it. You know, not worth it. Not worth losing your family. And not like this past year was not great. He should have just ended last, you know, like he should have just yeah. stopped. Well, so I'll ask you this. Do you think he's going to try to get her back? I mean, I'm sure he's already been trying this entire time. Like, who wouldn't be? You know, it's Giselle. I mean, but absolutely. no, she's she's so hot. Like, she could literally walk into any room and get any man that she laid her eyes on. And yeah. she's going back to work. And I think we're going to see, like, a really cool resurgence of Giselle. That I don't know. Maybe. Like, I don't know much about her. But Tom Brady, but I mean, like, that's, thank you for your service. And thank you for stepping aside. That's the father of her children. Like, I think it would yeah, be kind of no, cute. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Maybe. Back together. But um, no. And so apparently he might come. The owner of the Patriots supposedly put out the idea of offering him a one-day contract so that he can retire as a Patriot, supposedly. He should just coach. Like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Absolutely. Why like, can he I, become like the QB coach? Supposedly, but – yeah, that is a thing. That's that's pretty good. There is a QB coach. Tom Brady, I have your next move. Just at, you can <laughs> be a Patriot your whole life. Yeah, but you know? supposedly there's a there's a reason why he did that kind of on off the cuff video from the beach is because uh, Homegirl is supposed to be doing like some Vanity Fair. I cannot thing, right? wait for her van Vanity Fair interview. It has like, not tell dropped. all everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be nothing. They're probably gonna, she's probably just going to be like, you know, I wanted this life and he wanted that life, and yeah, you know, good things come to an end. But it just what she should say is he was being a petty little boy and couldn't let it go, and then went back into this career that he won once, sure, and then this past year was just like kind of sad Cringe. for Tom Brady. Like it was very Cringe. sad to watch. Not that I watched. But oh, we have a bonus sports story. What's the bonus sports story? Enzo Fernandez. He's a soccer player. Enzo Football. Football. Fernandez. Football. He, okay. Enzo Fernandez. Gonzo has talked my ear off about this man, so I can take this away. Got Enzo it. Fernandez Go. got one of the biggest contracts, like a highest bid, highest transfer in a Premier League is – I think the correct verbiage. So Enzo Fernandez yes. was like the rookie of the year. I don't know. Um, yeah, one rookie of the year for the World Cup. He played for the Argentina World Cup team. They are obviously the World Cup champs. I'm a champ. I married into champs. 
Anyways, he was playing for Benfica. Don't ask me where Benfica is, but he only had a $10 million contract for Benfica. Chelsea, which is England, I know that. Chelsea bid 135 million euros for this man's. So Enzo Fernandez in the past year has won a World Cup and got the highest transfer in the Premier League. And he's going from Benfica, which I don't know what that is, to Chelsea, which is obviously like way more well-known. And I'm here for him. And he's so good. Like during the whole World Cup that Gonzo and I watched that was the most stressful time of my life, he was – anytime he was on the field, I was like, thank God Enzo is here. And so I'm really happy for him. What do you think about that? That was probably one of the most entertaining two minutes of my life. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. I'm happy for you and for me. So Enzo Fernandez sounds like the next up-and-coming badass. Sounds Yeah, like. everyone go go look up Enzo Fernandez. You know, you never know. He could be like the next Messi He's, or the next like David Beckham. Yeah. And then you'll be like, oh, wow, Lindsay told me about him on Pop Podcast Episode 2. And you'll feel so in the know. My next question is, is he single? single? I actually don't think so. You know, a lot of soccer players, football players are in like like good long-term relationships. They're relationship men. Like Messi has been with his wife since they were like 12. Oh, yeah. That story is really cute. Like they had kind of separated as I got older. And they like reconnected because she like lost a friend or something like that. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. They're they're so cute. I'm obsessed with Messi and his wife. I wish I knew her name right now. Obviously, I'm not very good with names. But anyways, was that five minutes? Because we gave I mean, two stories. We did give two stories. I don't know if that was five minutes. That was close. I mean, I think it was good. I think it was good too. I mean, okay, the Super Bowl's happening this weekend. Ugh. Are you gonna watch? Ooh, am I? Here's the thing. First of all, Super Bowl is usually the first football game I watch of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, same. I don't watch the Super Bowl. I go hang out with friends and the Super Bowl's on in the background. Yeah, that is how yeah, I yeah. do Super Bowl. Um, I will be watching, obviously, Rihanna. Um, the commercials, there have already been some previews to commercials. Uh, the big one that I saw was Cher from Clueless did like a little snippet in like her classic like yellow plaid outfit. And she I loved up that to the one. The class. Adore- like that's why I watch the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, the commercials no. and the performance. Yeah. I'm a great sports podcaster. We're really good. Well, we'll talk about it next week. We'll have a winner. You know what's really annoying about the Super Bowl? What's that? They decided that now it's going to be on Valentine's Day weekend, and that's my birthday weekend. And so it takes a full day out of my birthday weekend to watch football. And I just think that's really rude. And, like, they're trying to cause fights between couples. (laughs) You know? I think – so I don't experience those fights because Jackie is fortunate enough that I don't put that as a top priority, but I'm sure it causes a lot of strife in most American couples who, you know, the husband wants to watch the football game and the wife wants to be taken out for Valentine's day. No, I'm I'm sure it causes a lot of issues. And it's the last weekend of my twenties. Like you guys, we don't have time for your game. Oh my God. You turn. No, wait, that's next week. Next week. But this is this is officially yeah, the last week of my third of my twenties. This is because yeah. your birthday is always on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it every year, Justin. Like Thanksgiving. You guys, one time Justin <laughs> asked me if my birthday lands on Valentine's Day every year, and I just want <laughs> you all to know that about him. <laughs> I don't have a defense. I was gonna say. <laughs> That's my favorite thing you've ever I said thought, to me. <laughs> I thought Valentine's Day operated like Thanksgiving. <laughs> no. Literally no. Thanks though. Why did you I, you've known me for so like long? The, and by the way, he asked me that after like four years of knowing each other. So it's like, <laughs> oh no, just for the past four years it just happened to land on it. What? I feel like our listeners are getting a bad impression. Like last week, I didn't know how to say Patrick Mahomes' Holmes's <laughs> name. Well, you're not now very I don't good know at when Valentine's Day is. 
I promise I'm smarticle. I really promise. Yeah, no, Justin's smart. He is way smarter than me. But just in things. these things, this is why I hold on to them so dear. It's because it makes me feel better. <sighs> LOL. Well. Okay, so LOL. last week we had you guys listen to the Jay Shetty podcast with Mel Gibson. If you didn't, you're missing out. So go do that. This week, Justin has a really cool action item for you guys that I personally need to be better at as well. So I'm going to pass it over to him to share. So, yeah. So we talked a lot about, you know, getting off the sidelines, getting in the court and trying something new, um, whether it be a podcast or art or floral or dance. Um, and I think what stops a lot of people from doing those kind of things, because I also did them, is I have a full-time job. I have to pay the bills. I have to do this job that takes up most of my time. And outside of that, I don't feel like I have time to do that. And I was definitely, I fall victim to that idea of I don't have time until I watched this Skillshare class um, with this guy named Ali, who's absolutely brilliant. He mentioned this myth of productivity is time or the idea that you don't have time is a myth. Like you can make time. And so this whole idea came from a guy who is a medical doctor, went through medical school, learned how to play the guitar, learned how to play the drums, started a podcast, started a YouTube channel, and became this productivity guru while doing all these different things. I was like, all right, if this guy can do all this shit, like, so, so can I. And so um, I highly recommend, we'll put his, a link to his Skillshare class in the show notes. Uh, you get a first month for free. So I highly recommend going it's to do that. It's a good use. Um, yeah, absolutely good use. But I think the biggest thing is time blocking. Like I literally take time at the beginning of my day, every single day now. And I look at all the things that I want to get done, all the things I kind of need to get done. I put an emphasis on like the one major thing that like will make my day successful. So like looking at it as at the end of the day, if you get this one thing done, will you be like, wow, I got a lot, like I got, a, or I had a good day. That's your main priority. And literally blocking out time in order to do those things. So like my schedule looks crazy, but it actually allows me to do things like have a full-time healthcare job, uh, do DJ stuff, do this podcast and like stay on top of everything. So I highly recommend if you want to chat, you can chat to Lindsay about all things that are Pamela Anderson. If you want to talk about productivity and getting your shit done, you can talk to me. Uh, yeah, we got you covered on all things. I feel like we're a very multifaceted little <laughs> we're, duo. We're there. like onions, as Shrek would say, or Donkey would say. Who said that? I feel like that was Shrek on don telling Donkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're onions and we're just peeling back the layers for you guys. Peeling back the layers. So we have multifaceted. So that is our action item for today. But with that being said, thank you guys so much for joining us on episode two of Perspectives of Pop Culture. Keep an eye out on your guys' Instagram as we post some more content throughout the week. Um, anything else you kind of want to wrap up with, Lindsay? Nope. Love ya. Oh, Love yes, you. actually, oh. please follow us on Instagram. Please rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Please tell us that we are perfect and great and that you love listening every single week. And tell your friends. Post to your stories. Be like, look, I just listened to this really cool podcast with my two friends that don't know how to spell or know anything about sports, but listen to them talk about it. So, yeah, that's it. Exactly. Love you.